Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Patrick going old school on uh, Oilers now. Today, first, we play the little river band to open things up. Now, uh, we come back with Aretha Franklin. Unfortunately, she passed away at the age of 76. But uh, Mark Spector, a big fan of uh, the Queen of Soul. Yeah, love me a little bit of Motown over the years. She was, uh, you know what? She was uh, filled many an evening around a campfire for me, for sure. Blues Brothers, all that stuff. You know, she was... I don't know. Like, a lot of people have passed a lot of musicians in recent times, so we loved most of them or all of them, but she's bigger. She was she was the queen of soul, man. We're going to miss her. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't really know a lot of her songs off the top of my head, but if we started playing a bunch, I'm sure I'd recognize, you know, all kinds of these songs. Like, yeah. that one I just recognized. People so. who are younger uh, would do that. If you just, uh, if you just download Aretha's Greatest Hits, mm-hmm. and if it's about a 20-track uh uh, file, you'd listen to 18 of them go, oh, I know that tune. Oh, I know that tune. Right? Yeah. She's that person. So She has a great voice. Yeah, Hard well, she's that. been around longer than any of us, and yeah. uh, God bless her. Absolutely. All right, Speck, so every uh, Thursday here in the summer, it's Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. The big day, celebrate the biggest day in Western Canadian racing, the 89th running of the Canadian Derby, Saturday, August 25th. At Northlands Park. Hmm. Have you picked out your uh, derby outfit yet? I have not picked out my derby. <laughs> I know this is a big uh, dilemma for you. Yeah, you yeah. Spend all year thinking about it. Oh, for sure. It's kind of like Klondike days. A guy should have, <laughs> frankly, just buy one and have it in the closet and wear it once a year. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hat, I got a stock hat. So it's really all about the hat. Mm-hmm. After that, you can sort of make do. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll be uh, attending this year. I know last oh, year you hooked me up with some tickets, but uh, I went right to the source this year. Oh, did you now? Jeff uh, hooked me up. So perfect, Jeff Robitaille from Horse Racing Alberta. <laughs> Good man, Robillard. Excuse me, not Robitaille, Robillard. Um, yeah, and I think, in fact, I think we are safe and sure to say that this will be the last one at Northlands. Mm-hmm. Last year, I thought that the racing industry was kind of hoping they'd have the the new track open out by the airport, but uh, it will be a year from now. So this is it uh, for Derby's at Northlands, and it's a pretty rich history over the many many years. Man, they've been running that thing there since. Man, I don't even know how long, as long as I can remember. Yeah, I know they have big things planned. I was actually uh, having coffee with Jeff last week. 
I went out on my first sales call with Greg Semenuk. And oh, did uh, you? guess who else was there? Your best buddy, Bob Stalker. Ah, uh, there you go. And I wasn't expecting him to be there, but he was there. Yeah. So there you go. My first sales call with... Uh, you know, I was just going to attend with uh, Greg because it's Greg's client, but yes. guess who's there? Bob. I can't get away from him can't no matter where I go. <laughs> get away from him. You know what? I give him credit. Horse Racing Alberta, they're, they're, they're solid sponsors uh, at my tournament for Sports Central. Uh, you know, they're involved in our show. They're out in the community. You know, they're like horse racing is... I give them credit. They're staying current and they're trying to be part of our community here in Edmonton. And, and uh, I'm thinking with a new track... And all the stuff that's going on out there, right? There's a new Costco, there's a casino, there's a, uh, that huge outlet mall at the airport. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, there's a little town out there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Red Tail Lanny's out there. Excellent course. So, you know, it should be fun. It'd be a, actually probably a pretty cool place to go to uh, see the ponies. Oh, absolutely. Now, they're likely, uh, you know, celebrating that the, this event isn't this weekend because of the smoke. And horses, like we were, we're talking about, we're talking about athletes athletes here and players and we'll get to the Eskimos in a second what if horses had to race around in this smoke is that possible well that's you know everything's possible but how much harm would you do uh uh would PETA be involved right like you know I know that that there was always issues when they would run the uh, trotters um you know the sulkies in in November when it got really really cold and in the old days, they used to run them at a certain temperature, and then animal rights people sort of made the changes, and now they don't go quite so cold. Mm-hmm. And frankly, who would run, you know, their their who would w- put their kid in a track meet at 23 below and say, go out and run a mile, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not sure any of us would, so why are we doing that to a horse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which does bring us to the Eskimos game, and this is a really, a really, um, this is... We've never had this before, right? Mm, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I don't recall anything like this ever happening. And you made an interesting point uh, when you walked in the studio here, Mark, because uh, Brad and I were talking about this earlier, but you said the lawyers. Like, if a player's lawyer doesn't want that player to play, what happens? Well, I think that, I know the Eskimos have tweeted, or Morley, I should say, tweeted out that the Eskimos are saying basically it's up to, you know, it will be a, uh, the decision's not made, they don't know what the weather's going to be like. And it'll have a decision be made by by the general manager and by the on-field officials. But I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to say this that Brendan, I think in t- 20 years ago, Hugh Campbell and the ref stood at center field and they looked around. And they said, "Ah, we can see. Okay, let's play. You know, <laughs> we got a full house. We better get this game off, right?" That's what we did in in you know 1980. But I think in 2018 that lawyers make these decisions. Frankly. I wouldn't count occupational health and safety out of this thing because not only is there a players' union, there's a referees' union, and they're running around in this stuff too. I'm not sure how you get a referee to make the decision if we're going to play or not. He's the one that, you know, theoretically could feel the effects of this thing. So I think today all of these decisions, not just in the CFL or in this instance, but anytime you have something like this going on, don't the lawyers make the call? Mm -hmm. Right? Are we liable? If we run this game... And someone who has asthma has a very adverse effects from this. Uh, I think the lawyers are going to make the call on whether we play football Saturday. It's a really interesting point. And, yeah, you can't deny that. Like, that makes... It's liability, <laughs> yeah. man. 
So and even the fans, like, how can you expose your fans to come out and watch football for three hours and with all that smoke when you're outdoors? So I well, don't know. That's another thing to consider too. I guess. I mean, you'd think that at least the. F- I think common sense tells me that. If I'm a fan and I go, I know what I'm getting into and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there breathing the air for three hours. And if I think that it's someone else's fault, shame on me. But if I'm a player and it's my livelihood and my boss is saying, go out there and run around really hard, right, for three hours yeah. and sprint up and down the sidelines in a very smoky and unhealthy atmosphere, uh, I think that's a slam dunk if that goes adversely in litigation. <laughs> well, I was out at the Castrol Raceway last night and mm-hmm. uh, it was extra smoky out there with all the uh, then cars going rubber. off. Yeah, so <laughs> and I survived. I'm here today and I'm Good. okay so far, so no uh, side effects from that. So I think uh, from a fan perspective it's still safe to uh, attend the football game, but yeah, as hey, a player I grew up I in no an idea. era when era when you go to see Black Sabbath at the old North Plants Coliseum. <laughs> it was a hell of a lot smokier at that concert than it was at any forest fire you ever went to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, speaking of smoky, what's the uh, situation like right now with the Oilers? Is it a little bit smoky here, Mark, uh, based on uh, the news of the week uh, with Andre Sekera going down with a, a torn Achilles? How, you know, is it crippling for the Oilers season, devastating. Can they overcome this? Where do you come out on this? Well, smoky in the near uh, in the near hand and, and down the road, right? Certainly, you know, no one's saying the Andre Secker's Bobby Orr here or, or Eric Carlson or Drew Doughty, but, you know, he's important to the Oilers. He was counted on as a veteran second-pairing guy. And now... You know, if if Darnell Nurse takes that step and takes a bunch of minutes, if Matt Banning takes that step, if, you know, Ethan Bear takes a step so he can play regularly on the third pairing, then they're not going to miss him at all, frankly, in my opinion. But if they don't, uh, if those guys don't take those steps, if Kevin Gravel is better than we think, great. If he's worse than we think, not so great. So this is a question mark the Oilers didn't really need. And, and long term, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it right out there, is Andre Sekra ever going to be a NHL caliber defenseman again in his life you know yeah you root for him though I hope he can overcome this because he worked so hard to come back from the first injury and now another injury so you really feel for the player but uh, yeah you were talking about those other guys stepping up and it's a lot of ifs I guess at this point we don't know if Clothbaum is going to be healthy for the whole year we don't know if Nurse can take another step he took a step last year so how big of a step does it take this year Benning sophomore slump fair to say at times, but I, I do believe in him I as think a player so, so do I. So do I, for sure. But I think you, you know, every team has a certain amount of, of currency to spend on, on injuries and IR and bad luck every year. You're going to get injuries. We know that. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets them. Uh, but the Oilers just, sadly for them, used up a big chunk of their currency before the season even started. You know, now they need some stuff to go right. If the stuff goes right that we just laid down, then I, I don't think they'll miss Andre Sekra. Uh, if we're in November 1st, you know, remember this too. Last year, they thought, ah, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. Well, they weren't fine mm. without Andre Sekra. Uh, what happens if this year we get to November 1st and we're going down that same road again? I would suspect that Peter Shirelli acts uh, a lot sooner this year uh, than he did a year ago. Is that fair? Yeah, so you're saying maybe he waits and, until a month or two into the season or at least maybe a month and then says, okay, we need to bring in a defenseman. They're not going to bank on Sekera coming back or should he act right now here in the offseason so that they don't go through the same situation as last year? 
Well, like, but yeah. what's out there right now is the other question too. I don't. Know. I think it's sequential. I think it's. Uh, I think we know where the market is. It's picked over. You know, we're into PTO time now. So I think it's sequential, Brendan. I think you do this. You search for a guy you can bring in on a PTO, and you hope that. Uh, you know, these guys are fighting for their professional lives, so you hope you get a guy like Chris Versteeg that comes in and plays well enough that he ends up getting a few more years, A. And then B, when camp closes and the waiver uh, you know, waiver day comes, now you're watching that waiver wire pretty heavily because every year there's a couple guys, right, that get put on waivers that someone has to send down. Uh, you might find your player there. In fact, I think that's maybe your best spot to find the defenseman that we're talking about. And then C, you start your season, and if all those young guys take the steps that you hope they take, maybe you don't need to do anything. Uh, if they don't, uh, then you got to go on the trade market on November 1st. And if you're in the trade market on November 1st, in need, generally... Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Really speaking, history tells us, Brandon, that you are in a position of weakness. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, they clearly can't bring in a top four guy right now. So, yeah, I'm with you on the PTO options. So you bring someone in, at least it pushes Bear down the depth chart. Maybe it means he starts the season in the minors, which is a good thing in my mind. I don't think they want to force him unless he, you know, I don't want to write him off. He comes to camp and he looks outstanding. He forces his way into the lineup sort of thing. That's right. okay. But I think at the very least, if you bring in, a death guy like that on a PTO, it would, you know, push the the rookies down at least to the AHL level. And with Bouchard, I guess he's still. We don't know what's going to happen with him. He'll likely start the season with the team in Europe. Then they'll decide if he goes back to junior after that. Yeah. But I mean, all of a sudden for Bouchard, what happens with him? I, we don't know. But this clearly means he'll likely start the season. I would assume with the Oilers. Well, here's your here's what. I fear a little bit with Evan Bouchard. Is I think we all agreed we, we've laid this down as a first round pick. He's going to get some games this year, if, assuming that he has a moderately successful training camp and shows he can play. Uh, generally speaking, that guy gets his four or five games, right? Fair. But remember this, man. This Sacre injury didn't advance Evan Bouchard's level of play any, right? He's not more ready today because Sekra blew out his Achilles than he was two weeks ago when we thought Sekra was healthy. So don't, we can't, the Oilers can't, nobody should get caught up in advancing any, Ethan Bear, Evan Bouchard, don't advance those guys just because Sekra's hurt. Yeah. Like that's where you start to compound, you know, a bad decision on top of bad luck. 
I like what you're saying about Bear. Like, I think it'd be awesome for the Oilers if they've reached a point where they could take a defenseman like Ethan Bear, who's almost ready, mm-hmm. and send him down instead of all these guys we've seen over all these years who were almost ready, so they made the team. Yeah. Right? Let's get to the other way because that's the way successful organizations run. And the Oilers, are, they are more well-stocked in the minors now than they were before Pete Chiarelli and Keith Gretzky arrived. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see the Condors this season. They should be uh, an exciting team to watch. Yeah. Well, so there's some a, prospects there, yeah. and that means those guys are getting the job done on the developmental side. Now, in terms of PTO options, you talked about maybe some guys becoming available after camp and uh, on the waiver wire. But right now, when you look at the options out there, Enstrom, Davidson, Sabiza, I don't even know who else is out there, but those are the three that come to Kevin mind. Kevin Bieksa. Bieksa, okay. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, if the day comes that Kevin Bieksa pulled an Edmonton Order jersey over his head, I want to be in the room to see the look on his face when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be insane. I don't wow. think that day will ever come. No. I don't think it'll come, but I'd like to be there. Um, yeah, there's some guys, none of whom... You know, I like Davidson because he can play both down. sides. He can go back and forth, so and he has, they have familiarity with him. See, I like Davidson, and yeah. and I think that I always thought that he could play for my team. Like I don't mind his game, but I've also been around hockey long enough to know he's been through here twice with the same management, and didn't catch their eye on two separate occasions, and was sent uh, elsewhere, right? Traded and uh, waived? Yeah, I think he... Was he? Yeah. I missed it. Might have been. Anyway, how did he get to... uh, He was traded to Montreal. Yeah. How did he get to the Islanders? I don't know if he was traded or on waivers. I can't remember. Where's Bob when you need him? But And this is nothing against Brandon Davidson, because like I said before, I kind of always liked his game. But I think I can say with some surety that the combination of Todd McCullough and Peter Chiarelli had two cracks at liking his game. And sent him packing both times. So I would be... He was traded to the Islanders for a third-round pick. There you go. So they traded him twice. Yeah. So they traded him twice. You think they're going to bring him back? I mean, he's I the know. gift that keeps on giving, yeah. right? Uh, I, I like he, the kid, and I like him. He's got a good shot, all those things. But for some reason, the Oilers have not liked his game. Well, he might be the most <laughs> enticing option out there. So we'll wait Could and be. see. Could be. I know I had Bob on yesterday, Mark, and he was sort of uh, hinting at Justin Falk. And basically, his uh, salary for this upcoming season is more than his cap hit. So he thinks maybe Carolina, with the ownership change there, they won't want to pay him that money. Maybe they, they ship him out. Yeah, I think he gets paid six. And what's he ma- what's his cap five hit? Five and a half. Five yeah. and a half? Um, that's too much. He's a third-pairing defenseman. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, I was surprised Bob brought that up because I wasn't even thinking about that being an option for Well, the, but those deals can happen. Like everyone, you know, we, we saw, we see these deals where they trade uh, Chris Pronger, you know, long after he's been medically eliminated from playing. Uh, but I don't see a new fairly tight-fisted owner in Carolina eating salary. I don't see much. I don't see mm-hmm. retaining three million bucks. Uh, I don't think I can't think of anyone on the Oilers who you know they don't have um, a Mark Fain contract that they're just dying to get rid of. Obviously, Milan Lucic would fit that bill as an expensive player, but I don't think that that trade happens. 
So you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. see the player that the Oilers have to to okay, we'll take Justin Falk at five million bucks, but you gotta take our guy at three. So I'm not sure how that deal happens, man. It can yeah. happen, but it's there's no way you just take Justin Falk at that P. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. I don't think it makes any sense. No. But and one more thing you have to remember that they sure, uh what's Andre Secker? Four and a half cap hit? Five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. sorry, five and a half cap hit. Uh, yeah, that goes on IR, so you have that money mm-hmm. to spend. Except if he gets healthy and comes back on January 1st... Then you, you're in trouble. you got to have room for that cap space. And you can't just retire a guy like it's been tried. Um, and there's some, you know, guys have bitten around the edges of the rule book on those things, Robodaw Island and all those things. But uh, it's just a conundrum, and it's it's not just a conundrum on their defense with their top four. It's a, it's a payroll problem, a cap issue that, frankly, the Oilers didn't deserve, nor did Andre Sekra. It's nothing worse than bad luck, and it's just a whole bunch of bad luck all at one time. Well, you did say the top four there. So the top four, you have Larson on the right side with Clefbaum, then you have Nurse and Benning. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that that is a hopeful second pairing and a first pairing without a number one defenseman. So that's not good enough to win a Stanley Cup with. I'll be I'll be brutally honest with you. Like mm-hmm. they don't have a number one, like a true pure. You know, I think we if we did the count in the league, there's probably about sixteen guys, seventeen guys that we'd say mix in with Hedman and Dowdy and Carlson and you know Duncan Keith and those guys. Eminent doesn't have that guy. Clefbaum's not that guy, right? I'm not being critical. Is that fair? No, I think that's fair. He's not. He's Edmonton's number one, yeah. but he's not a true number one. Uh, so Could him and Larson... Maybe. Uh, maybe. But I don't know. He's got to stay healthy yeah. for more than one year in a row. I like him a lot as a number two or a number three, that's for but sure. But he's their number one. Yeah. I like him too. Like, don't get me wrong. Clefbaum's a good player when he's healthy, right? He showed us that. Uh, but he's not a pure number one. So the, my point is that the Oilers' top pairing is Sands, that really great power play quarterback guy that everyone wants. And now you're telling me the second pairing is two very young players in Nurse and uh, Benning. And Nurse isn't even signed yet, so I don't know. Well, Nurse will get signed. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Just but another thing to throw out there. There's a lot of hope here. There's a lot of hope. Absolutely. I'd like a genuine second pairing guy that that uh, both Nurse and Benning have to beat out for that job. I don't like a training camp that starts with those guys are handed second-pairing jobs. I don't like that. Well, that's, what, that's why I'm concerned about the Secker thing, because if he will, gets back to 16-17 form, he's likely your second-pairing guy playing 20-plus minutes. And Bob made a point yesterday that maybe some people in the organization felt that Sekera was going to play more minutes than maybe Bob had thought. So like it seems like the Oilers were sort of banking on him or hoping that he gets back. Well, I'm sure they're hoping, obviously, but they were sort of assuming that he was going to get back to that 16-17 form, playing 20-plus minutes a night. And now Nervous and Benning are likely gobbling up those minutes. Well, and I'll repeat myself. If they can successfully gobble up those minutes, it's actually good for the team. That's fair, yeah. I'd rather have those two young players improving and being solid, uh, established second-pairing guys this year. And if we don't have Secker in town, I mean, it's too bad for Andre, but I think that's the best-case scenario. But what if one of those guys can't handle the minutes? Didn't this happen last year with Matthew Benning? Didn't they hand him a bunch of second-pairing minutes uh, off the start of the year and, and then had to back off? Right. Yeah, the more I think about this, I'm just like, I can see Peter <laughs> Shirley acting and doing something. Like, 
he's sort of in a situation where he has to. Well, he can't have too many defensemen, right? We'll see. It's we'll late see. in the offseason. Who knows uh, what he's thinking right now? I, I um, feel a little bit for, I mean, I feel for Peter because yeah, he's in a very tough, tough spot. Now people are saying, well, get a, go get a good defenseman. Okay, where are you getting that guy good from? Luck, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Well, they tried all offseason. There yeah, was a lot of talks early talking, in the offseason. Sure. Then they landed Bouchard in the draft, and maybe it changed it after that. But before that, they were trying. Yeah, right. It's hard to do. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. Fifty-eight in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. Mark Spector in studio today for Horse Racing Alberta. The 89th running of the Canadian Derby, Saturday, August 25th at Northlands Park. Also, every guest on Oilers Now, our big guest of the day, I guess, receives a gift certificate to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Do you get gift cards, Mark? I don't know how that works. No. No? No. <laughs> you said that. I like, eat nothing but salad. My body's a temple. <laughs> okay. You're a big steak guy. Come I'm like on. a rabbit. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, Mark. <laughs> I just... Bob treats me just fine. I'm only That's kidding. Good. Well, I was just wondering if he gives you a... a oh, yeah. For, oh, uh, the old sure. steakhouse there. Oh, of course. We're uh, really late for a break. We don't even have much time, so that's why I was just uh, trying to kill a minute there talking about steak. That's always a good conversation. It's at 12.59. We have the 1 o'clock news of Eileen Bell, but the good news is Spec is sticking around for another half hour after the news. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.